0: Yeah. Hello.
1: Hello, Neil. How are you? Good yourself?
0: Not so shabby. I'm just going to share the passcode with uh, Dr. Mackis as well. Uh, are you back?
1: No, <laughs> I'm still in. I'm still in Europe. Ah. Not back yet. I just got back from Turkey. It was awesome.
0: That I mean, I saw that, some of the photos.
1: I'm I, in I, Latvia. Right yeah, it was What's awesome. That? You're
0: in Latvia now.
1: Yeah, I'm in Latvia right
0: now. Oh, I spent some time in Serbia in 2021, but never been to Latvia.
1: It's you know, it's your typical European center. It, you know, there's some good aspects and bad aspects to it, and the prices are quite inflated here ever okay. since they adopted the euro and the the population is traumatized from russian occupation for i think 30 years <clears throat> so it's it's quite it's quite the unique um, cultural spot
2: mm.
0: um serbia was unique because they didn't do the eu thing so they kind of but they they were definitely traumatized by being an They've got a traum- traumatic history, for sure. But no. they still had their independence as a nation, which was nice. Well,
1: the, yeah, I think, I mean, Turkey's independent <clears throat> in terms of their their currency, which is quite good, keeps the prices reasonable, and uh, keeps the people hustling. And uh, the service was great. The food was great. The people are friendly. The weather, you know, down on the southern coast is fantastic. Okay. Um
0: we had a great session on Thursday and we have a good audience now. So but the the Q&A really like we had a good conversation and then the Q&A brought the whole thing up a notch. So it was really nice to have a an intelligent engaged audience on at the time. Yeah. So I hope we get some of this in. Yeah. I was catching up on some of dr mackis's uh recent videos and posts and uh he's right in the heart of it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's, the work, he's the hardest he's the hardest working interviewee i've seen in a long time He's well, probably doing he he has to be doing two interviews a day minimum maybe three because he he never stops with the interviews and they're fantastic
0: yeah well, it was just so much um like it was so dense, you know, uh, the evidence and the the state of things with turbo cancers, it was unbelievable. And he's he's also got the um, he knows kind of the basically the numbers by Pfizer and Moderna and the number of boosters and then the chances of effects, and it's really not good.
1: Oh, he's got yeah, he's telling the truth. He's definitely telling the truth.
0: I couldn't. I mean, I had to step away a few a few of his interviews because it's so dark when you think about
1: the, yeah that and, world. And yeah. he, you know, he delivers it with style and yeah. precision and calmness, which is what people need to hear. And he's very repetitive in his message. And he's, you know, his words getting out there. And of course, because he's a medical doctor, he's getting invited. I saw him, Sherry Tenpenny, uh, Del Bigtree on the High Wire his interviews just keep getting higher and higher and higher, which is great. Right. Uh, so he'll be on at 8.30? Uh,
0: well, he, he's been very reliable in terms of commitments and timing. He said he had to drop the kids, so I expect he's not going to be back until right at 8.30. I yeah. just, do you mind giving me, if you have a second, uh, a little bit of commentary on that, uh, I think it was a school board testimony you said, that was that was everything that's going on today, something along those lines?
1: Yeah, the school board testimony, I mean, there's many books that many parents have highlighted passages out of, and they're all super reflective, That they reflect the agenda that's going on right now which is sort of what Kathy O'Brien was alluding to in Trance, the Kathy mm-hmm. O'Brien story. They, they want to infiltrate the kids with fear. It helps them become better, easy, more easy to place under mind control. And mm-hmm. this particular book had a chapter or sort of a, a verse in it. Basically, it was a incest. It was a parent oh. having sex with their own children. So that was, uh, that's what I highlighted. That's what I sent out. It was pretty offensive. And how it, dark you know, it gets
0: is unbelievable. That's, that's day, just dark. as dark Doctor. as it got. Yeah. Can you hear us okay? I believe so. Oh, we can hear you.
3: Dr. Maccus, how are you? Drop off. Good, thank you.
0: School drop-off worked okay? Yep. Yeah. I've shared two links in the chat here. I don't know if you you click on, you know, the chat option in the bottom menu there, that that's where the Q and A will come in as well. Um, but there's two, if in case you have people following your interviews, there's the the first one is an email set of links of options of how to join us. And then the second one is just event pass only. If they just want to come in for the event only. If in case you have audiences, you want to share. Uh, generally, with the videos, yeah, we we get a lot of action and traffic right now, right on the minute. Most people don't plan ahead; they just they're available, they can join. So I guess we'll just see. But we've got a really nice active audience for the recordings, anyway. So yeah, in either case, we'll get we'll have a good reach. Um, thanks for joining us. I've been doing crash course on some of your uh, viral blog post and. Some of your most recent interviews and i was just telling jason it's intense what you're in the middle of is intense at the level of immunology and turbo cancers and and then it's there's i think there's a lot of overlap with jason's world in terms of brainwashing and mind control so when i think about my brother-in-law who passed away at age 52 this summer from a, from a pancreatic turbo cancer uh-huh. I don't think if I was at that funeral, I don't think there, there was a conversation to talk about everything that, you know, I mean, I, I, I think I, it would have been very difficult to bring up the connection between his Vax status. Nobody would want to believe that nobody wants to believe that connection. But you've got the data. And so we'll we'll definitely start there. The format is um, we'll do an introduction. And the introduction is basically how have you found yourself in this platform, in this position where you're an expert in a very, very hot area um, and you've got prominence for that reason. And so you've got three recent tweets that were like viral, over a million um, views and impressions. So just, we'd like to know kind of how you, how you've gotten into this position. You're both McGill grads, by the way, (laughs) um, what, what you see as your imperatives. I mean, you're a, you're a, um, an uh, oncologist and a radiologist. So I, I mean, that's your profession, but what would you like to accomplish in terms of the message you're getting out, the messages you're getting out there right now? And what are the biggest hurdles you see that you need to get over to accomplish that? And then I think we will see uh, synergies between your two spaces and there'll be a natural lead to go from there. But just for introductions, that's that's basically where we start. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think we'll go, because the audience does know Jason somewhat already, I think we'll start with Dr. Marcus and, uh and go from there. So if you don't mind explaining... How you found yourself in this position with this
3: prominence. How oh, I find myself. Yes. Well, um, you know, I started um I started speaking out about the dangers of the vaccines in mid-2021. I didn't have a large following, I didn't have a large account. Um, I had encountered corruption in in the healthcare system in Canada before the COVID pandemic. So I was speaking out about Corruption um, within the bureaucracy of healthcare. Before that, um, but you know, because of my situation, where I had been put into sort of a forced semi-retirement. You know, I had my license attacked. I had my family threatened. I had my family threatened uh, before the pandemic. Um, wow. I had I had I a non-disclosure. That. I had a non-disclosure agreement put in front of me. I had I had a four hundred thousand dollar bribe put in front of me. Uh, this was this all happened before the pandemic. So when the pandemic hit, and I see, you know the um, the 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 things that that were coming out of 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 public health, um, in terms of you know the the masks, the lockdowns, and then of course the manner in which the vaccines were rolled out. What I saw was I saw sort of some of the same individuals, some of the same corrupt healthcare bureaucrats. You know, that had sabotaged my cancer program before the pandemic were basically now sabotaging early treatment in um COVID-19. So they were forbidding doctors from treating COVID patients. They were sabotaging uh, things like informed consent. So they were threatening doctors not to warn about the dangers of the COVID vaccines or they would lose their, you know, their licenses, all these things that You know we talk about as unprecedented uh the way that bodily autonomy was attacked the way informed consent was attacked um you know were being carried out by individuals who had been in those positions of power these healthcare leaders they were in those positions prior to the pandemic they were committing those crimes prior to the pandemic perhaps on a smaller scale perhaps in you know just localized areas and and as your average doctor you know if you never encountered corruption in healthcare before you would have no idea that this is going on in healthcare you know you would have right. no idea that the the bodies like the colleges that are um in charge of the medical licenses were actually committing crimes, were killing patients. They were killing patients before the pandemic. It's just that when the pandemic hit, they then focused their corrupt activities specifically on maximizing deaths uh, during the pandemic and, you know, giving instructions to doctors that were harmful to patients and that really maximized uh profits for the pharmaceutical companies and 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 pushed a certain agenda pushed a certain message so all of that effort was focused on that uh from all of these different institutions and Mm -hmm. that includes the medical associations you know that includes all of the medical associations i mean we we didn't have a single institution medical institution in canada or north america that wasn't in lockstep with the propaganda with the covid propaganda with with the vaccine propaganda with the masking propaganda with the lockdowns propaganda i mean we saw a completely uniform message out of the medical establishment not a single medical institution went a different way or, or fought back right i mean what you had was you had independent doctors and sort of rogue doctors that set up these rogue organizations uh, but you know in terms of the uh, the mainstream medical establishment was completely in lockstep with 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 vaccine mandates, for example, which are highly unethical and unscientific, you know, lockdowns, masking of children, uh, locking down schools, and so on. So it, it's something that I had encountered before um, the pandemic. you know, when the pandemic hit, um, all of that corruption seemed to be focused on pushing a certain narrative and and pushing a certain, approach to the pandemic uh, and I decided to start you know exposing that in about mid 2021 I was willing to sort of stay silent in the first year of the pandemic 2020 because I thought that you know the pan- the, the pandemic obviously wasn't an issue uh covid-19 wasn't an issue for young people was an issue for children uh I thought it would blow over I didn't realize the scale of what was happening and that really the the objective was to roll out these, you know, these mRNA vaccines in the entire population, and that that, that would just keep going, that that it wouldn't stop, uh, you know, it wouldn't stop in 2020, it wouldn't stop in 2021, they wouldn't stop with the first two doses, they were coming after the children, they were coming after pregnant women, they were going to keep rolling out booster shots every six months, that this this was basically never going to stop, so I couldn't stay silent. Okay. Um,
0: I was in this, in the, I was, you know, I'm not in your space, but in a similar sense, I was awake to what was happening and, and I was doing what I could do, podcasting of things during that year. Cause my professional life was getting disrupted, but, um, but it was really Jason's space that I was shocked. I mean, people couldn't hear what I was saying. I was telling friends and relatives, like, this is a hoax and that, I, that was getting nowhere. <laughs> That's where I went from. So I, I'll just just to finish your introduction, Doctor Mack. Is I just if we can do some uh, numbers and specifics. Your ivermectin post, 1.3 million views. I, I think this is an indicator of mass awakening happening right now. Some of these, some of these numbers you're getting on some of these posts. So there was two of them. The other one I've never heard of before. Fenbendazole, 1.1 million. And then you had three and a half million views in the high wire. Like to me, this is an indication of a mass
3: awakening happening. Would you say? I believe so. Um, you know, it, it's 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 been a gradual process. Uh, so you know, when I when I look at my own numbers, you know, again, I see sort of a gradual. I just see a gradual increase over time. Uh, my frustration as a physician is that I feel like you know the there is so much harm that is happening that people are not waking up fast enough and 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 so you know you have this excruciatingly slow awakening where we are now you know um almost three years into the rollout of the vaccines you know we've had all of 2021 2022 and now we're almost done with 2023 so we've got almost three years into the rollout of the vaccines we've known about the carnage of the vaccines for a long time i mean you know the numbers just keep getting bigger and bigger but you know there's i mean there's no major new discoveries you know other than maybe the dna plasmid contamination which is um a discovery you know in the past 5 6 months but in terms of the myocarditis the blood clots the neurological injuries the autoimmune injuries even the cancers although that's starting to catch on it wasn't a complete unknown and my first article that i put out on turbo cancer was back in february uh, of this year so um you know it, it's just you've got thousands of people dying and the the awakening seems to be happening very slow too slow far too slow for my for my taste and, and really yeah. just for the level of harm that that's being inflicted on people. Um, right. and, you know, in my profession, in terms of doctors, I mean, forget about it. it you know, I was told, uh, by some of the people in, in this space, sort of the freedom, the medical freedom space that there's really been very few voices, uh, if you look in the last three years, there's been very few new additional voices. You know, there was the initial group in the beginning that stood up, and a couple of people have kind of joined over time, myself included. And, uh, but for the sheer number of doctors out there, you know, if you can, if you consider those of us who are speaking up on a regular basis on an international scale, I mean, you can count us on two hands, perhaps, right? Uh, it's such a tiny number and we're not being joined by our colleagues. You know, there's a hundred thousand doctors in Canada, for example, they're still keeping their mouth shut. So, so it's, it's the medical establishment itself is, is being silent on the sheer scale of the injuries and deaths that are happening, which to me is still shocking that, that that's still the case. Mm Mm-hmm
0: i've had a i mean i've probably had four or five incidents over time when bobby kennedy did his talk in in germany i think that was maybe early 2021 i don't know if you remember that there were millions and millions and millions of germans in the street to listen to bobby kennedy do his speech about it was in berlin because his uncle was there years before and i i after that i was like it's it it's over he bobby kennedy just told it like it is and to a massive crowd and, in Europe and they know that's it, it's over. I was saying that to my communities, but I, I couldn't believe it. It carried on. <laughs> and then recently, David Martin, uh, Jason was at that conference. Dr. David Martin spoke really, really harsh language. He's got such substance in his uh work, uh, the patent history and the numbers, and he's calling it global genocide in these major conferences in Europe. But it's just amazing that, that the explosion hasn't happened. These 100,000 physicians that you're talking about are just amazing to me. Okay, I'll just do a couple more checks with some of the numbers that I've heard you mention recently, and then we'll get Jason to do an introduction, and I think it'll be clear where the conversation needs to go. Um, you said something like 200 sudden deaths for physicians who were vaccinated recently in Canada. Like how that's not sending alarm bells to the physician community.
3: What's interesting is that, you know, and I've been viciously attacked on that. In fact, really, the only acknowledgement that's ever come about my existence from the from the mainstream media has been smearing me about the issue of sudden doctor deaths, uh, because I, I've been talking about this for uh, since uh, late 2021. So there's about 200. Canadian doctors who've died suddenly, young Canadian practicing doctors, you know, the ages as 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 young as twenty five years old. Uh, these are deaths you would not expect. Uh, these are people. These are young people dying in their sleep. You know, they're dying while they're jogging or swimming or exercising, uh, and they're coming down with extremely aggressive cancers. These turbo cancers that again, the medical establishment is pretending that they don't exist. But I did a very deep dive uh, into. The issue of Canadian doctors dying suddenly because they were all mandated to take COVID vaccines. Uh, there are almost no doctors in Canada who are practicing medicine who don't have at least two or three COVID 19 vaccines. There might be less than 10 out of the 100,000 um, practicing in Canada. And, and so this is a fully vaccinated population, fully vaccinated population who lined up for their shots as soon as the shots came out. So they are sort of the leading group. They are the you know the only young group that lines up first to get their shots along you know, with the nurses and other healthcare workers. And so it's worth looking at how they react to the vaccines because then you know it goes through the various age groups as the vaccines were rolled out, you know then you had the senior populations and it sort of went down by age. And when I did a deep dive uh, with a team, and we collected data on all doctor deaths over the past four years, we found an excess mortality of Canadian doctors of 53% in 2022 compared to 2019, which means 53% more doctors died in 2022 compared to 2019. Mm -hmm. But that is an excess mortality on the level that's being reported by Ed Dowd uh, in the U.S. uh, working age population as well. He talks about excess mortality of 40% or so In the working age population these are huge numbers you know these are not small numbers and and it's a very significant data point and and i was completely destroyed in the mainstream media over it um you know and it was a coordinated attack by reuters by associated press by toronto star by global news these are you know the last two are big media media outlets in canada and basically saying that this is a conspiracy theory, that it's purely made up, and and that, um, you know, of course, you know, defamation against me for even bringing it up. And I've recently submitted all the entire database to the National Citizens Inquiry, and I testified in the National Citizens Inquiry here in Canada about it. And, you know, the Canadian Medical Association called this disinformation. They deleted all the doctors all the doctor deaths from their own website it was a thousand two hundred doctor deaths that they deleted from their website they had an in memoriam section where they honored canadian doctors who had died over the last few years they deleted everything off their website they're saying it's disinformation there's no evidence of vaccine harm and they continue urging canadians to get their booster shots uh so it's it's just been absolutely fascinating you know to see like we we do have some hard numbers and yet you know it's just completely trashed uh and no one in the medical establishment or political establishment for that matter wants to even look at this uh i was just
0: trying to check where you did your undergrad before our call and there was a doctor on linkedin who who went out of his way to take one of your videos and disparage you on LinkedIn. So he's posting okay. on his LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm like, how that guy should be, I mean, you know, with that audience, he's, but with the yeah. evidence, that guy should be humiliated publicly, easily. You know what I mean? Like you've got the facts on your side. How is, how is that even, anyway, it's mind boggling the controls. No, but you know okay, what? I'll it, just
3: finish. But, but yep. when you're, but, but when you're smeared in the mainstream media, um, you know, they, they just take that and, and, and they say, well, you're discredited because you were discredited by the mainstream media. And so we don't have to listen to what you have to say, right? Like it literally, it does not matter what data or information I come with because I've been smeared by the Toronto star or associated press or writers. You know, I have, I have hate mail. I have attacks. I have threats every single day. You know, there's about a hundred or so attacks and smears and, 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 defamatory statements uh that i get whether it's on twitter whether it's on linkedin whether it's instagram and they use they often use the mainstream media articles that have been written about me as evidence that you know that that i shouldn't be listened to that there's something wrong with me and so whatever i have to say is completely irrelevant but this is the way you know i think mainstream media when when they do these coordinated attacks, especially on doctors, when they smear doctors who've come forward with very serious concerns, um, that's all that most of these doctors seem to need to sort of um, support whatever decision they made very early on, where mm-hmm. they really don't want to re-examine their decision. And maybe, you know, maybe they stop taking the booster shots for whatever reason. Um Recently, we know that only 5% of Canadians are still taking the booster shots and have taken one every you know, six months. But it, it really seems like in terms of the doctors, once they've made their decision, and, and, and a lot of them made their decision very early on, they're not willing to reevaluate that decision or really look at any data um, that would be contrary to whatever decision they had already made and they've made up their mind and, and that's it.
0: I would call that um, crowdsource your wisdom. These are people that they they oh. just look to the crowd to decide. And there's a guy on Substack. That's the actual. That's his actual uh, post. His blog site title. But um, they're they're looking to the crowd and their idea of what the crowd is mainstream media, which is owned by like five properties. Like it's so controlled. And I thought that everybody knew that through the Corona years, how controlled. It's like in lockstep. So then you look at this you think you're looking at five channels, whatever. You're really just looking at one <laughs> source and that's called mainstream media. And you're, okay, I guess I don't need to ta- listen to Dr. Mackus because mainstream media has already passed their judgment. Uh, I'll just, w- a couple more points that, that grabbed me in your recent interviews and then we'll let Jason do his introduction. Um, you the, Okay, well, you're calling into question the entire mrna platform forever this is what i'm hearing and uh, i'm i'm guess i'm kind of curious and dr malone is kind of credited for inventing the platform but he's also been an outstanding outspoken um uh whistleblower on everything that's been going on so is does he think the platform is flawed or he, th- he thinks there's somehow they've contaminated the platform that that he invented?
3: well i wouldn't you know i wouldn't presume to speak for dr malone um so you know but what i will say is that i consider the the lipid nanoparticle mrna platform problematic because i think what will happen is is at some point you know if we see an attempt to rehabilitate the platform and of course the nobel prize uh, certainly is one of those attempts to rehabilitate this right. this entire platform by giving it a nobel prize which again is is you know you, you put a stamp you know you put the mainstream stamp of approval on it and and that makes it that much harder to question so i think that was, that was the reason behind the the nobel prize uh because you know there, there's there's a tsunami of of vaccine injuries and deaths that are being reported especially with you know twitter under new ownership with elon musk uh so to kind of stem this tsunami of, of vaccine injuries and deaths and, of course, the DNA contamination and all, and all that, you know, they really went heavy with the Nobel Prize to try to legitimize uh, this platform and say, look, you know, you're not, you can't question this. This this, this has now the Nobel Prize behind it. But um, in terms of the, the lipid nanoparticle mRNA platform, the problem... Is that the lipid nanoparticle goes systemic, and and that is not really talked about that much. Although you know we always talk about the spike protein. The spike protein in the heart causes problems. The spike protein in the brain causes problems. You know it accumulates in the ovaries and the testes and the bone marrow. Uh, so probably you know you've got you've got fertility issues. You've got um, you've got uh, cancer issues. But it's, 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 it's not as much the issue of the spike protein is, is that the lipid nanoparticle is delivering the mRNA all over the body and dumping really the mRNA in, in organs and tissues where it shouldn't be. And that is the big lie that we were told was that the vaccine stays in your arm, it teaches your immune system how to fight coronavirus, and then the mRNA is degraded after a couple of hours uh, or maybe a day. And that entire concept was a lie. And, you know, we, the lipid nanoparticle protects the mRNA. The mRNA itself is modified artificially with these um modifications to make it last much longer. And the lipid nanoparticles, are they're ending up in the bloodstream. They're being delivered all over the body. They cross the blood-brain barrier. They end up in the brain. They cross the placenta. They end up in the fetus. And there's shedding on top of that. The, the lipid nanoparticles can be shed with the mRNA as well, um, and that's to start. Then you've got the production of the spike protein in the various tissues, the inflammation, the autoimmune reactions to having a foreign protein being expressed in your heart, in your brain, in the various you know tissues, ovaries, testes, and so on. Uh, then you have you know a whole host of problems after that. So, it is, but it is the platform that is delivering a foreign protein or the genetic code for a foreign protein all over the body. That's something that we've never had before, and really, the lipid nanoparticle was designed in the oncology space to treat end-stage cancer patients with chemotherapy. Uh, this is this is where lipid nanoparticles were experimented with extensively, and and okay. you know the design was was really meant to be systemic. I mean, chemotherapy is a systemic treatment, right? So they wanted to load the chemotherapy into the lipid nanoparticles and so on. Now, of course, they wanted to deliver it mainly to the tumor and not to healthy tissue. And so that's where they struggled because it it, it goes everywhere. Um, so the entire platform is problematic. It, In my uh, medical opinion, it doesn't matter what genetic code you load into, the lipid nanoparticle, what mRNA you load into it. You're still going to be making a foreign protein that's going to be expressed in the various body tissues, causing autoimmune reactions in the various body tissues, potentially causing cancer in the various tissues. So, I believe the entire platform needs to be suspended, and it needs to be suspended for a very long time. Uh, you know, if it is ever to be brought back, um, you know, they have to figure out where is this stuff going, where is it accumulating what are the proteins that are being you know expressed what is what are what is the immune reaction to those proteins I mean there's all kinds of testing that has simply not been done um genotoxicity testing hasn't been done this is straight out of the Pfizer documents Pfizer and Moderna documents uh, approval documents they did no genotoxicity testing no carcinogenicity testing at all um you know, this is not like the proper tests have not been done on this technology. Period. Uh, so, you know, and and the sheer variety and breadth of adverse events that we see, you know, more adverse events than all the vaccines combined in in history. And we see more adverse events with these mRNA vaccines in the first year than all the vaccines prior to this in the last thirty years. You know, there's tremendous harm associated with with this product. And and I believe that the entire platform is problematic. Now, they've told us, Pfizer and Moderna have told us that they will use the same technology and same manufacturing process in all their future vaccines. You know, they're not even planning to to make any adjustments for quality control, which is where the DNA contamination comes in. Uh, You know, and and they still don't know uh, how, like, what the process behind myocarditis is and the vaccines causing myocarditis they don't even pfizer pfizer has no explanation for how the vaccines are even causing the myocarditis they don't know or if they do know they're not telling us right you mentioned so, in an
0: interview yesterday that they're changing the language they're, they're not using the term booster anymore it's now just basically your annual shot update and they're going to do that through your family gp who will have well, this license threatened by not doing it so
3: yeah that's right when i, when I sort of look into the what's called the vaccine hesitancy uh literature and and papers that have been published peer reviewed papers they they recognize the problem around you know the term booster shot and again this is an attempt to rehabilitate the vaccine on the platform and, and of course they want everyone taking it and all they look at is is how can we get everyone to take these vaccines so that they're as at least as successful as the flu shots uh, none of these papers look at the adverse events, the injuries and deaths. Which they, if they do address them at all, they they say, well, they're very rare, and so we don't we don't need to look, we don't need to worry about the adverse events. Again, this complete blanket denial of millions of people being injured and dying from these vaccines. Complete blanket denial from the medical establishment, and they are pushing forward uh, with this technology as if the injured don't exist as if the deaths don't exist right Right. so and that's you know to me I mean this entire platform the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine should should have been taken off the market back in early 2021 when the first VARES reports started coming in I mean we are like I said we are almost three years into this and you know the medical establishment is still acting as if you know this vaccine is here to stay no matter what the carnage is, no matter you know how many people die, this vaccine is here to stay. Every everyone's going to keep pushing them, and they're going to be pushing new vaccines as they come out. It's just absolute insanity in 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 my view. It's absolutely that's that's how we get into Jason's
0: world. With, it's when people are deliberately doing things that are harmful to themselves, like it th- should be known. Okay, last data point, if you don't mind, you said something about thirty percent DNA contamination. Like this can't be a manufacturing error at this point like this is it's so chronic that I don't know it it seems like something's deliberately being put in there for the contamination and then you also said there's a 500x probability I think you said after three shots you're getting adverse effects to the extent of 500 times more Uh, if people have had
3: three shots that they're they're actually so yep. I can clarify, I can clarify those. So the first issue of the DNA contamination, up to 30% of the gen- genetic code in the vials, Pfizer and Moderna vials, has been found to be DNA, not RNA. And that DNA is contamination. It shouldn't be there. It's, it, it arises out of the manufacturing process, how they manufacture the mRNA. They, they put the spike protein sequence in DNA plasmids. They put them into E. coli. Then they grow the E. coli bacteria. To, to grow the copies of, of these plasmids so that they can then convert into mRNA. Again, this is all work discovered by U.S. geneticist Kevin McKernan. It's been uh, verified in labs around the states, in Germany, in Japan. This is a very serious problem. Um, it, it, we're going to keep, I, I think we're going to keep hearing more and more about it. This issue of the DNA contamination, the problem being is that it is much easier for foreign DNA to integrate into our DNA. Than the theoretical possibility of mRNA integrating into our DNA, which is a bit more of a complicated process. Uh, and once you have once you're in- integrating foreign DNA into our genome, the problem is is obviously cancer is a big one and then the other one is that you're basically producing spike protein potentially indefinitely with all the the long-term damages associated with that. So the que- the question right now, when I report my diet suddenly cases, the question is, why did this person die suddenly and they had their last dose a year ago, or a year and a half ago? They're not dying because they just took their booster shot. They're dying and their last dose was maybe the first booster shot back in late 2021, early 22. Why are they still dying? Why are they still having blood clots, myocarditis, um, you know, sudden cardiac arrhythmias, neurological issues, that's still happening. So there's a long-term issue, potentially this DNA contamination, some people might have integrated into some of their cells. Now they're producing spike protein indefinitely. So a huge problem with this DNA contamination. And like you said, up to, when, up to 30%. And this is every single vial. It's not like they tested some vials and some vials are bad. This DNA contamination was found in every single vaccine vial that they tested in these various labs around the world. So that's one issue. The second issue that I've brought up in terms of the number 500 times. So where that comes from is that That's also a recent discovery in the last six months that there's something called an IgG4 shift, which is the more shots you take, you're now shifting the types of antibodies that you produce against the spike protein from IgG1 and 3 to IgG4. And when you take your booster shot, um, you now have 500 times the levels of IgG4 after your third dose than after your first two doses. This this is problematic because IgG4 creates tolerance in your body. It's the antibody that creates tolerance. And what it's doing is that you're creating tolerance to the spike protein. So now you're like, your body has seen the spike protein over and over. Your immune system's like, hey, you know what? Let's not have a strong immune reaction to this antigen. We'll produce these other antibodies. We'll, we'll kind of tolerate this antigen so that, you know, we're not sort of burning burning out the immune system but as you're creating all this tolerance to the spike protein you're actually creating tolerance uh to cancer as well because IgG4 is associated with cancer evasion where cancer cells can actually escape detection by the immune system because the IgG4 is interfering with the uh the killer T cells from recognizing the cancer and killing it so you've basically you're 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 giving your your mutated or cancer cells a complete pass to bypass, to kind of, you know, go unnoticed by the immune system. And so the cancer just explodes and starts growing rapidly. And that could actually be the mechanism or one of the main mechanisms behind the turbo cancers that, these, that the vaccinated people are developing. You're also um, taking away um, the immune protection against other viruses uh, and bacteria. So in fact, you end up being in like an immunocompromised state and we see the vaccinated are are coming down they're constantly sick they're always sick they always have to take time off work you know and i i always see these stories you know the unvaccinated are noticing that the vaccinated in their workplace are always sick they're all they've always got the flu they're always coming down they're always being reinfected with covid right they always keep posting their positive COVID tests even though they've had five or six vaccines And they're really behaving as if they have AIDS, that they're so immunosuppressed that they can't fight off anything, right? And again, so, but you have this huge shift in your immune system, the more shots you take. And it's really, it's once you take the booster shot, you're really shifting your immune system in that direction. And of course, if you keep taking the booster shots, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And we don't know if 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 your immune system can even recover from that long-term nobody knows because we don't have any long-term information on these vaccines so this is you know we're kind of seeing this in real time and long-term we don't know do these people stay immunosuppressed can they ever recover their immune function back we have no idea so those are kind of the things that i've talked about recently okay thank you um so i'll just let
0: jason introduce himself um just explain a little bit your platform jason and and how you've how you've got into this position, but if you don't mind kind of addressing some of the specifics that Dr. Has, uh mentioned in terms of like, how do you explain a hundred thousand physicians in Canada still saying silent with all of this evidence all around us, for example, if well, you don't first,
1: mind. Yeah, well, first <laughs> of all, I'd like to recognize Dr. Macus as a national Canadian treasure. I've been following uh, Dr. Macus for a very long time. I highlight your interviews. They're, the interviews you do are so powerful and i have to believe that you must be doing two to three interviews a day with the amount of interviews on your substack and for anybody out there that doesn't know uh, the work that dr macus is doing you should go to his substack how would they find that substack dr macus cuz it's one of the best information like sort of daily or even twice a day i think you're sending out some uh writing articles. I,
0: right I, I can definitely share it in the chat, and I'll share it on the, on the podcast page as yeah, well. well,
1: well, well thank what, you. Is, I, is it just your name?
3: Thank you. I appreciate that. It's macasmd.substack.com.
1: Yeah, the best interviews. And I've been sharing those with my, my platform of um, 200,000 people for, uh, I don't know, six or seven months now. And every interview I watch, it's better than the last one for you know, you're very direct, and I think you've done work that should be commended in, in getting people to awaken. I know you're, you don't believe it's fast enough, but your, you know, three and a half million views with Dell on the high wire, the way you describe things is waking people up a lot faster than other medical professionals that people trust. So I just want to say thanks before I introduce myself. So myself, uh, for people who don't know me, my name's Jason Kristoff. I was invited to the international COVID summit with uh, Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Uh, well David Martin. To and my contribution was a, a talk, a short talk on media mind control and brainwashing. I believe this entire group, including myself, are going to the Romanian Parliament in November to give similar talks, and that. Uh, Dr. David uh, David Martin's talk got over one billion views worldwide at this point, so people are starting to understand they're a little quiet, they're a little shy, and but I think if push comes to shove, you're going to see a lot more people act, and I think that's what sort of put the brakes on the uh, tyranny at this point. But my expertise is mind control, brainwashing, behavior modification and I started to research these topics 20 years ago. I started to do my own presentations. And then uh, my presentation started to be watched by some medical doctors. I got invited to do a presentation for Vaccine Choice Canada, then the medical doctors for COVID ethics. And basically my one of my superpowers is making complex issues easy to understand. And this is what's taken me into these realms where I'm presenting at the European Parliament and the Romanian Parliament. So in regards, uh, Neil, you were asking about why are there 100,000 people, basically, or 100,000 medical doctors not saying anything. There's many facets of mind control. And one of them is basically financial weakness and also reward and punishment the medical doctors don't know how to generate their own income outside the system so this is a form of mind control and behavior modification Where if you don't have financial strength the basis of all mind control is weakness the more you weaken your victim the more they are apt to give their yes instead of their no so what you're seeing there is the result of it's a, it's a whole mind control system that starts in the school, you know, in the government schooling that teaches a form of dependence that weakens the person. And then once the person's weak, it's easier to put the pressure on them and control their mind to give a very particular answer, which would be no answer at this point. This is what the medical doctors are doing. They're not getting involved they're they're not remembering their oath that they're supposed to care for their patients and basically when push comes to shove and they they also see what's happening to dr mack is it's a form of mind control called the shoot a hostage this is why he was so blatantly attacked for telling the truth because they're putting the pressure they're, they' they have rewards for the doctors who comply they have i mean just the the, the very large wages is a good reward system there's bonuses as well for giving out these shots and then there's punishment systems where basically Dr. Macus is put out on a platform and other doctors as well Dr. Sherry Tenpenny I think you were just interviewed by Tenpenny as well uh, Dr. Macus. I think I saw that on our platform and but there's certain doctors they attack. And the whole psychological manipulation is about putting the pressure on the other doctors that know what's going on, but also saying, look, you know, if you ever speak up, you're going to be the next Dr. Macus. You're going to be the next Sherry Tenpenny. You're going to be the next Dr. Mercola, where he was uh, debanked from the Bank of America. His whole corporation was debanked. And this keeps a lot of people in line. So mind control is not about someone looking like a zombie and with their arms out in front of them, moaning and groaning with drool, looking for brains. It's a a form of weakness that makes someone comply and give their yes when they should be giving their no. And this is why these 100,000 medical doctors aren't saying anything because there's so much pressure on them to not say anything, and if they do, they will be attacked. These are very simple mind-control tactics tactics that have worked throughout history. Um,
0: I can't remember if we talked about Matthias Desmet last time we had you on, Jason. Do you you have an opinion on his his point of view on um, mass psychosis?
1: Yeah, I like uh, Matthias, you know, Dr. Desmond's take on that for sure. And he says the society has to be in sort of a state of this underpinning anxiety. And we definitely have that. And that means the human nervous system is in fear. And when the human nervous system is in fear, it's easier to manipulate. It wants the fear to go away. The way the nervous system works, it wants an immediate succession of of the fear so the way this government manipulation works it builds the fear and builds the fear and builds the fear and then it sort of opens a little gateway and says if you can do this you can take away the fear if you wear the mask if you take the shot the fear will go away so yeah matthias desmond has you know this mass psychosis this the delusional psychosis that we have is all based on always soaking the population in the tsunami of fear. And it's not just now. I mean, you go back to 9-11, you can go back to, it could be the killer bees. It could be, you remember, acid rain, the ozone layer, ISIS, SARS, West Nile. They're always putting that fear into us because it changes the, the brain function out of the prefrontal cortexes, which is our thinking part of the brain, like someone like Dr. Maccus, the, the big power that he has is he has full access to his prefrontal cortex, his frontal lobe, where all this la- rational and logical thought are, are generated and this is a lot of mind control is based on fear because when you put the 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 victim in fear you shut down the prefrontal cortex in the frontal lobe you activate the limbic system and the limbic system is a reaction system it, it runs based on programs and a lot of the programs we have in the limbic system come from our media and this is why movies like uh, contagion with matt damon and Lawrence Fishburne were purposely put out i mean it could have been a documentary really what happened in 2020, Mm -hmm. but these are the, I mean, these are what's called dormant programs. They sort of live in the neurological system. And if we go into fear, these programs get activated out of their dormant state where the person says, Oh, I know what to do. I watched contagion with Matt Damon maskings, the answer isolation, shut the airports. They were all inside that movie and so this i take the historical perspective when i present and so this fear-based campaign has been going on a lot longer there's a a, than than most people believe and this indoctrination and brainwashing around viruses around injectables that are going to save the day zombies bad things are going to happen to me look at what happened to will smith and i am legend in new york city the whole town passed away will smith lost his dog he lost yeah, his wife called, yeah he lost <laughs> his daughter he lost his whole family and then at the end he loses his own life and so anybody watching these movies if you know how human neurology works they're completely uh, frightened And, but that goes deep, deep inside the human nervous system. And it can be triggered later when someone says, Oh, this, you know, this isn't a movie. We're going live. There's a virus that's spreading across the world. The person, the way the neurology works, they go right back into all those movies. It could even be World War Z with Brad Pitt, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. And if you look at how clever this attack is, there's been about 350 to 400 movies in that genre alone, like viruses, um, zombies, and vaccines save the day. There's been 400 of them in the last 15 years to sort of prime the nervous system of, of the human tribe so that when this goes live, The humans are going to have a very particular reaction, which they did. And this is what sometimes is, this is why I get invited, because I can weave these agendas, not just to 2020, you can weave these things all the way back for even thousands of years regarding how the ruling group maintains their power. And, the, and you know there are good documentaries on it. I've get, I've given good presentations on it, but this is a system of governance that runs on fear. And although we look at from 2020 to right now, which is like Dr. Mack has said, four years we're under this attack. We've been under similar attacks since the day we flew out the womb, and we are living sort of on a human farm or a human a human bee farm, we're getting farmed like so, either like human cattle or like bees on a bee farm where our honey, our, our resources are stolen on regular basis. And this group have used these mind control tactics against us for thousands of years. You don't need the TV to operate mind control on a mass scale. You just need like a public square, the Agora and there's many different mind control tricks that have been played on the public, and they emanate from oddly enough, they emanate from this country um, named media. Oddly enough, it's where Iran or Azerbaijan is today, and it was the kings and queens of media that used to teach this mind con- these mind control tactics to the leaders of the Mediterranean countries. This is very old hat. This is just an extension of the tyranny we've always been under since the day we flew out of the moon I'm just going to fix me. my table, because I think it's fallen down here.
0: I don't know. Um, just to time check, Dr. Mac, said, um I've got a few questions now based on what we've talked about so far, and then hopefully we'll have some audience Q&A here. And are we okay with the next 20, 25 minutes or so. Do you have time for that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, I saw every single one of those contagion films, and I never saw this coming. I never th- I never imagined that they would use vaccines as the weapon to to do all this. But when I'm thinking about this free-floating anxiety, and I'm thinking about my brother-in-law's funeral, there's a whole lot of the culture wars that have been going on at least 100 years, probably much longer, like Jason's saying. Like If you think about 50, 80, 100 years ago, people, whatever, they're in an Italian neighborhood in Boston, and they're they're involved with their church. They've got family and friends all around. They're just very, very culturally connected. They don't have this free-floating anxiety, so they go see a film, and it affects them so deeply. They've got this community support, and it's it's usually church and culture, basically. And so when I think about it, my brother-in-law's funeral and it's not very rational it's it's at some psychological level but they probably my sister even they have a choice do i conclude that he's having he that pancreatic cancer runs in his family and he's having some sort of relapse cuz he did have some trouble with this 5 years ago and uh and so this is a cancer relapse situation and we're just going to think of it that way versus look into everything Dr. Macus is talking about and the darkness that, that's implied in the situation of the facts that Dr. Macus is on top of, if they're even able to make that trade-off, it's such a cliff to consider how dark things are based on what we're all living and seeing now. So they'd rather just tell themselves, this is just a cancer relapse. Let's just treat it that way and not consider the other. I mean, that's kind of
3: the way I'm seeing it. Um, You know, some of the most shocking interactions that I've had with other doctors uh, is not, you know, kind of debating the, the safety of the vaccines or so on. The most shocking interactions to me that I've had in the last couple of years with other doctors is when the doctors have been injured and they've come down with with a life threatening injury that is clearly, you know, a vaccine injury or at least you know, the probability is very high that it was the vaccine that caused their injury, whether it's, you know, the cancer or what have you, a partic- particularly aggressive cancer. And let's say I I will reach out to them and I will maybe maybe send a message. And, and, and it's a message that say, look, you know, these vaccines have caused these types of cancers in a lot of people, this is an issue. Um, the response that I get is is either they block me or they actually attack me, or they will laugh. I mean, I've had a doctor who just, you know, was diagnosed with cancer laugh at me and say, "Oh, you know, you crazy anti-vaxxer, this and that." And then they'll block me, right? And and what's shocking to me about, you know, about that is is that it's it's such a, you know, I mean, they've been affected on on the deepest personal level. You know, this is not an issue that you know their their some of their patients may have died or 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 have become injured like 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 they've come down with this injury and I reach out to them and there's absolutely no even attempt to to have a let's say have a conversation they block me they don't even want to hear like they don't want to hear like I might have some treatment options or ideas I might have some treatment ideas they don't want to know right like like it's this like like it's 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 as if you know they've determined that this this line of thinking is evil or or is just wrong right and even when they're literally dying like they are dying you know they may be dead in a couple of months that that like that denial is so strong is is that they would rather block me uh to not have to interact with me or to not even have to you know discuss the topic, then then try to learn something right. And I and I always think to myself, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if I come down with some strange disease, some strange cancer, I'd like to think that I would want to know. Maybe someone has an answer, right? Maybe someone has a, something that someone hasn't thought of. Uh, you know, maybe someone has a clue, someone has a way to approach it. And it's like this is so powerful that when they're literally facing death, they would rather not know and, and not want to know. It's the most fascinating thing I, I've I've seen is is when they're yeah. in fact like, like it's almost like they're willing to die for yeah. the for the narrative. They're willing to die for the narrative. Yes. And I think that's where part of like 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 Matthias Desmet, you know, with his theory comes in that that like these people it's such a like a it becomes such a fanaticism that, that like they're willing to do unspeakable things. And in this right. case, it's it's they're literally willing to die to maintain the narrative, which right. I, I, I like I don't understand it, but it's just been very shocking to see.
1: I can I mean basically the human animal is tribal, and the whole system, the whole neurological system is based on acquiring safety in the bigger herd. Mm-hmm. Now that sort of need to find safety in the bigger herd is usually stronger in children. So, if someone's never had their rite of passage from child to adult, you can have an adult that is very herd-based and very group pressure based. And so what you're seeing there is that they're attacking you in order to show loyalty to their tribe. So they've already dug in and said, This is the bigger group. This is where I'm going to find my safety. This is where I'm going to feel my get my protection. And what they're doing is tribal. So you're coming in and they're not part of. I mean, you're not part of their tribe. So they're attacking you. And then they'll even, like you said, Neil, might even put the attack on Twitter or social media. They're trying to score loyalty points with their tribe and saying, look, I'm attacking Dr. Macus. I'm with you. Can you protect me more? Or maybe even bring me up the hierarchy of the tribe that you know they're making allegiance to. So the reason they're willing to die is because basically this this agenda goes very far as well because there's been an infantilization of the society for so long that we do have doctors that, of course, are adult age, but met, the mental maturity is being stagnated, and that leads to them basically putting tribal affiliation as the top priority regardless of what's happening so they are willing to die to keep their tribal affiliation because they've never learned to what's called in psychology individuate, stand outside the tribe, and still feel like they can take care of themselves.
3: You know, uh, it, it's 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 such a fascinating aspect of this. The other the other thing that that's really shocked me, um, what watching this unfold over the last three years is is and exactly as you as you mentioned this aspect of being in a tribe or this uh the let's let's just say the vaccine issue being really a a tribal issue in that and i think um the way the vaccines were rolled out and really uh the propaganda i think a lot of the propaganda circled around that this personal medical choice it's it's almost it's a tribal choice it's a political choice it's like if you take the vaccine you're part of this tribe you're part of yeah. this political group this political affiliation and of course they they you know they coded with this like well well you know the smarter people are the ones that are taking the vaccine I think there's been some research recently some paper that's been said that it's like oh it's Correct. the smartest ones that that are the first yep. ones to take the booster shot and so on right yep. but it, but it, it's really very much, You know it was very much sort of this you know left versus right democrat versus uh republican and 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 there was a lot of that where you know if you're on the left then you know that means you're you're smarter you're more educated you're more likely to take the vaccine and and it's it's what was really a a personal private personal medical decision became very much um a, a, a sort of a, a statement of of affiliation, really, with particular groups. Where if you didn't take the vaccine, you were unvaccinated. Well, you had to be alt right, radical, you know, racist, white supremacist, misogynist. I mean, these were the labels that that Justin Trudeau put on people who were un, unvaccinated, uh, right? And the way he attacked the yeah. unvaccinated in Canada, for example, and then of course ostracized them from society by saying you cannot get don't think you can get on a plane or a train and sit next to vaccinated you know those smart vaccinated canadians that did the right thing and 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 you know (laughs) right so so i think the propaganda was very much tailored towards making what was a private medical decision as 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 really an affiliation a tribal affiliation a political affiliation a cultural affiliation uh that you know was very enticing to people to want to be vaccinated and then be part of those those groups,
1: yeah. In the Ash conformity experiment as well as I mean it was a great experiment on the power of group conformity. There was a portion where you could keep your answer to yourself, and in that portion, the group conformity pressure only got eleven percent of the participants to go along with the group. But when you had to you know, give your answer to the group so that the whole group could see what you're doing, group conformity went up to 65%. And this is why, again, the propaganda, the psychological manipulation, this is the only reason, this is just one particular case of many psychological manipulations, but this was the only reason the government started to invade on the private issue and say what is your status you have to give your status to the police station you know if you're a police officer as a fireman you have to give your status you got to give your status as a nurse you got to give your status as a doctor because they know the ash conforme experiment if you can publicly declare we where you stand on an issue If the media and government are waving the fans and saying, over here's the bigger herd, this is where you'll be safe. Come over to this group, join this wolf pack. If you're going to go public, you're thinking, well, I might as well join the, the, the bigger wolf pack. So the government made everybody's vaccine status public at one point to take advantage of the the uh, the results of the ash conformity experiment which brought the conformity from 11 percent to 65 percent. so there was so much little fine nuances of propaganda and brainwashing and mind control that the public didn't really even pick up on because they don't really know anything about it
0: i've had a border guard here recently that thought he could ask me my vac status and i my first answer was i don't have the paper and he said well what is your status like he thinks he can ask me that question which is like not even a not even your doctor i mean it's between you and your doctor but i think not every doctor can ask you that question (laughs) it's a very very private question and i've got a border guard that thinks that he can ask that
3: Um, you know it's fascinating when when yep, I, mean, I use it i use it to this day the um the fact that so many people i mean millions of people put their vaccine status on a facebook picture with a premade like the the the, the pre-made templates that yeah. they had i'm vaccinated and you put your picture in there and it's got the right. pre-made template that says i'm vaccinated and of course there were many versions of it and i think Probably, the most ironic one was um the version where it said, "I question authority, and I'm vaccinated." So it was almost that like if, if if you were part of that subgroup that you know you had any hesitancy about authority, you can still declare that. like, look, guys, I question yeah. authority, but I'm still part of your group. Right? So it was almost yeah. a way of like so it was it was it was really like a psychological technique to reach almost as many people as possible even those who, who might be hesitant you kind of give them a way in like as as uh, as as you pointed out jason it's like you give them a way into the into the group or into the herd where you know you could say yes you know i question authority and i'm a bit of a rebel but i'm vaccinated so like please uh let me in
1: yeah what's funny about <laughs> that is, is it's called tribe collecting and it's put out to people that are really afraid so that they can have one foot in one tribe and make an affiliation with that group and affiliate with the other group so they have they can minimize the conflict because they're so weak on the inside because they've never individuated
0: there were naturopaths i was surprised i mean they they had all the mechanisms in place to put this pressure but i'm thinking homeopaths naturopaths they're not going to fall for this that's what i thought but and chiropractors like these alternative health channels but almost without exception they had the same kinds of pressures through their associations
1: well, it's, it's human um, probably it's, one of my go ahead yeah sorry Neil it's just standard equipment on the human body uh, the, we're, we're pack animals and uh, if you're not strong if you've never done your rite of passage from child to adult if you've never taken on challenges and being broken down you know, to be sort of a phoenix born from the ashes of your own ego death at one time, it doesn't matter what certifications you have. I imagine Dr. Mackus. I mean, I believe Dr. Mackus was from is it Czechoslovakia. Was it communist Czechoslovakia? Yes. So, yeah, and see, everybody that doesn't care about the group has, has done the rite of passage, which was in the ancient past, it was mandatory in all all cities, in all towns. You had to do your rite of passage because a society of adults that talk, think, and act like children means the destruction of the society. So you can tell someone like Dr. Macus is an individual. He's not afraid to be outside the herd, and he puts morality and ethics above group pressure or monetary compensation, all adults are like this. We're, we're in a situation where our culture is being infantilized purposely in order to back us into this corner and upregulate the mind control, the standard mind control tactics.
0: So this is to all three of us, really, but one of my shockers, this is kind of cycling back to a point we were making a little earlier. One of my shockers has been I'm screaming what I think I'm screaming to the rooftops right from the very beginning of the truth of the matter. And this is a hoax and it's a psyop and all these things. And then the vax is coming out and I'm watching the data there. And Ed Dowd comes out with all cause mortality. I'm just, so I'm in every platform that I'm in shouting. And then people close to me are having uh, adverse effects and nobody's asking me. Have you heard of a doctor who knows how to cleanse this stuff? It's obviously a problem. Nobody's reaching out to say, this is a guy that probably has some sources that can help me deal with my sick child, sick relative, whatever. That, and again, I guess, and I, I mean, in both of your cases, you're much more known for your expertise. Isn't it shocking that you can have the worst tragedy in your life happening and they can't pick up the phone and... And check in with you on on tips of sources and facts and these kinds of things.
3: I can oh, tell man. you in my I can tell you in my circle, um, my extended circle, which which you know I've I've worked with a lot of doctors and nurses and and technicians and all kinds of healthcare workers. Uh, so you know there's hundreds of healthcare workers in my circle. At least there used to be before the pandemic. Of course, my circle's gotten smaller and smaller uh over the pandemic but family circle as well friends uh I can tell you almost nobody has reached out to me uh to ask for advice I mean I've had uh, you know a few close family members reach out uh and ask for for advice but in terms of the extended circle virtually nobody and and I I've also found that a little bit surprising because I think you know I would have some helpful information to offer but there's just been absolutely nothing absolutely nothing from the the, the wider s- circle in, in in my circle you know it, it it's I'm 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 having strangers reach out to me um but from my own circle virtually nobody that's incredible
1: well Does just the, the customs. Yeah. no I mean if they were to reach out to Dr. Mackis the rituals and customs that he would endorse or ask them to participate would mark them as not being part of their tribe. Right. So they're afraid of tribal attack. Our whole system is wired for safety, whether it's a cut healing, the menstrual cycle, uh, this, this part of the brain called the subconscious that looks for the bigger group. It's uh, it ha it operates outside our conscious awareness. So they would, I mean, if, if someone, if, um, someone talked to Dr. Macus, and then they came back with, what's the uh, enzyme, the in, niconase or? Uh,
3: nidokinase.
1: Nid, nidokinase. If they came back with nitokinase into the house, the, you know, the people that usually go to the doctor and take all their meds and drink their coffee and their wine at night would know that the ritual of that is not inherent in their tribe so automatically it looks like someone's trying to leave the tribe and it's just like crabs in a crab bucket if if you look at crabs in a crab bucket if one of the crabs tries to get out and make a break for it they pull them back down so that's that's why they won't even approach because any adoption of anything intelligent and that would work is not in the in their realm of, of uh, cultural rituals so that it would mark them as an outsider and their greatest fear is being thrown out side the tribe and having to do their painful rite of passage on their own which they should have done at 14 for men 12 years uh, 12 years old for women and uh, no one wants to go through that rite of passage where the the tribe is hyper aggressive and we know why they're aggressive because the fear is being pumped into the entire world
0: thank you good summary so i we we've mostly focus on red pills and that's one of the main topics of our of our community we talked a little bit about culture wars i didn't know about dr Mac's experience in communism but that's i mean that that was like version 1.0 of 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 all of this program and they've just been tweaking and perfecting it but one term i would use is weaponized isolation that's that's accelerating this floating anxiety that weakens people that you're talking about And so then when we turn to like talking about course corrections, I keep coming, this is how I keep ending up with Dr. Uh, Jones and Bishop Williamson and people like that, that there has to be some kind of a rebonding with your culture and with your um, community that that's an antidote to this free floating anxiety. And I, I think it's theology. I mean, I think, and that's a really difficult topic to bring up because everybody thinks we've like uh gone through the renaissance or whatever and and we're we're a highly evolved we don't need theology anymore but i think that's an ethic is what bonds us so uh kennedy bobby Kennedy's running on truth i don't think you can run on truth alone you have to have truth on top of a morality i think you need an ethic and then you can bond around truth truth and, and an ethic to me because <laughs> truth i mean Bobby's been very, very impressive. He's, he's tabled uh, a lot of very uncomfortable rabbit holes and truths um, for, and he's, he's very, very capable, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I I think he's still going to be a victim with some of these manipulations. You can't drain the swamp. If the whole capital is swamp creatures, that's, that's what I'd say. And so I think there is a, there's a uh, some form of a religious it doesn't have to be religious but some form of an ethical solution that needs to re-emerge that we can all agree on like here where i live they go by god family country i think if we just agreed that's what we go by god family country we wouldn't have to have these debates about some of these policies around contact tracing and vaccinating six-month-olds for for diseases they don't have any risk and all these things like if we just agreed no we're, we're god family country then then we don't have to talk about all kinds of this but because this free-floating anxiety takes over and puts everybody in this isolation weakness this is what gets us so susceptible to this programming in my opinion I don't know I mean there's no silver bullet but I think that's where the course correction is going to lead us any any closing comments gentlemen
3: well i just wanted to mention on on the issue of of um of being from a communist country you know it, it maybe it gave me something it, it gave me some kind of a uh inoculation against maybe some of the propaganda because you know my resting my baseline is distrust of of the government or distrust of of, of authority which is, I think, what mm-hmm. a lot of people who, who ran away from communism had. You know, they, they had this kind of a baseline distrust. And, and, and and you know, I was still young when I left communism, but I remember the bread lines. I remember the propaganda. I remember the fear that you couldn't, things that were talked about at home, you couldn't talk about at school because someone might report you and, you know, your parents might end up in jail. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I think what I found during this pandemic is that it was the people who had left communist countries who who were more likely to stand up and recognize the propaganda and and stand up against it you know you've, you had pastor arthur pavlovsky in canada who kept the church open openly defied the police you know they ended up arresting him in the street you know, mm-hmm. in, you know during the lockdowns and and have been persecuting him ever since trying to make an example out of him um you know as as uh again to keep the fear going but Really, uh, you know, I think a lot of the Eastern Europeans had this at least some kind of an inoculation against the propaganda, which they recognized as being very communist in nature, things that were done in communism. Um, So I I think, um, you know, and not everybody, but again, I think the people who fled communism had that sort of a baseline suspicion of, of the government weren't as quick to kind of embrace the propaganda now you mention uh in terms of the you know family god family and country well mm-hmm. i mean all of those things are under attack right i mean, constantly right. under attack and have been under attack for many many years and 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 i the first thing i thought of when you were when you were saying that was mm-hmm. that the society is extremely fractured it's extremely fractured families are fractured right. communities are fractured right uh, and really it almost seems that the only kind of um, communities that were offered are are sort of these artificial communities yes. as, as in um, you know let, let's say you're you're in academia and so the artificial community that you're offered is is this sort of progressivism, you know, left left wing progressivism, where you know, again, you believe in certain things, and and you 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 be, you become part of this group. Um, and again, I guess I guess that sort of draws into you know these these culture wars. But mm-hmm. I, I feel that you know, and again, you know, believing in climate change and then becoming part of that, you know, you believe in sort of the climate change movement. Right.
1: Um,
3: so I believe people are offered artificial communities to belong to and and i think some of this is very artificial but i think sort of the 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 traditional communities that really form the strength of of countries like united states canada the family you know god and even patriotism um are have been under attack for many many years Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to sort of break—it's—it's it's almost you know to try to break break up the strength in 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 those types of communities, and you know the smearing and and, right. and the propaganda right. has been all designed, I think, to break those communities up. Yes.
1: Yeah, um, I think okay. I think the solution, Neil, is basically—I mean, I've been studying this group, and this group is thousands of years old, and they main, maintain their power by destroying yours. So the whole aspect of the solution is regaining your power. Now, in all mind control experiments, the more toxic someone is, the more weak they are. The more weak you are, the more apt you are to say yes when you should be giving your no. So again, a power situation. Now, if a powerful person is pressured, and if they've done their rite of passage from child to adult, they will give their no when it's required, and they will give their yes when they're required. So the the answer is about strength and that's why we say if you're at home listening to this and you're sort of wearing your brown pants right now you're very scared and you're wondering what's the first step or how could little old me make a difference make a difference in your own life by taking your power back the polluting toxins that are common in our society the alcohols, the junk food, even caffeine. I write thoroughly on caffeine, extensively on caffeine and brain function and mind control. And of course, the TV, the indoctrination in the TV, the brainwashing, and even the frequencies have been proven to change brain function in a fear-based way. Nothing complicated, nothing like Driving you around like a remote control robot, but the frequencies coming out of your screens are gonna give a limbic system, fear-based response. Keep, start keeping your power for yourself by living healthy. You need some financial strength. Stop, stop using your face as a battering ram, stop using your mouth as a garbage compactor, start exercising. And then just go from there. You'll start taking your power back on what's called an energetic or etheric level, and that power will be taken from the rulers in an invisible way, where they can't see it and you can't see it. But if you build your strength and start with your physical strength, and if you want the best book on health, and I get no, I don't even get thanks for promoting this guy's book. His name is Paul <laughs> Check C H E K and his book is how to eat move and be healthy and it is the best book on healthy living ever written and if you just start there you'll start feeling stronger and if you feel strong physically it'll transfer over to mental strength spiritual strength intellectual strength and even financial strength so they can't pressure you as readily that's what mind control is about are you so weak in all those sort of four major pillar categories where they lean on you you buckle like a wet paper mache doll start working on your personal strength you can you can do it you can do it starting tomorrow you don't have to go find klaus schwab or trudeau start ruling the 2 foot by 2 foot country that you call yourself and rule it as the most moral an ethical king or queen of the land. And once you practice how to operate morally or ethically in your own body, in your own sphere, only then can you go out and enact positive change. So I hope that helps.
0: That's fantastic. I'll just let you both just, if you have references or links you want to share on closing, I just want to thank you both for your work and for sticking to your truth. Um, Alberta, I have to say of all of Canada, Alberta's got the most Voices for Truth, Tamara Lish, Pastor Pavlovsky. There's been a good. The freedom fighters, the the truckers. They're like globally inspiring people for for speaking out. Um, so there's something good happening in in Alberta. Thank God. <laughs> but anyway, we'll just wrap off. Any, any length. I I'm a follower of Dr. Mackis' um, Substack. Any other links you guys want to share? Uh, how to follow up with you, and and we'll call it a day for today.
3: For me, it's it's mainly uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at macsmd and Substack macsmd.substack.com. Um, you know, I, I really love the last part uh, that you brought up, uh, Jason, in terms of the strength because I've been, you know, I've been wondering and thinking, you know, how did some people see through the propaganda and, and manage to adjust and, and avoid this this whole pandemic fraud and and you know with, with the vaccines and so on and then so many people were not able to right and and I thought well it, it's not an issue of intelligence because you know, a lot of smart intelligent people with you know with the degrees MDs and PhDs uh, some of them drank the Kool-Aid the most you know and, and really caved in the most and 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 basically did whatever they had to you know to keep their jobs they got themselves vaccinated got their families vaccinated they're pushing the vaccines what have you so and and I thought okay well it, it must be some ability to adapt to difficult situations and and but you brought up it's it's really strength it's it's strength and personal strength and and that is absolutely key so I think that that that's absolutely wonderful uh you know and that really makes makes a lot of sense uh you know I think we're at this point where I, I think people have to start standing up. I, I think this this sort of a, a passive approach, passive approach to the to the pandemic is just not, is not um is not the way we're going to make any kind of dramatic change. Uh because I feel like a lot of the psychological pressures are, are returning. The masking is starting to return. Now they're doing it more incrementally uh they're recommending the boosters again some of the hospitals are bringing back masking mandates i feel like we're being slowly led into another round of what we've just been through for the last you know 3 4 years uh and i think it'll take a lot more people standing up finding their strength and and really pushing back uh to to put an end to this insanity so uh you know to anyone who's watching i hope you know you you find the strength to stand up and and push back um you know i want a better i want to leave a better world for my children and uh they're not gonna they're not gonna have a have a better world if 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 people don't stand up and put an end to this whole you know insanity that that we've experienced for the last four years so thank you for for uh for giving me the opportunity to speak out and uh and i and i hope really more people find their their voice and their courage
1: well, thank yeah, you, again, I would like your people to know that I've been doing this for twenty or twenty-five years and I consider Dr. Macus the most powerful medical truth teller that I've seen over the three year COVID era. So I'd like to thank you again. I don't know where you find the time or where you get the energy or how you keep your thoughts so straight and or how good you are at telling stories. I don't know where that ability comes from. But uh, thank you for like, we really appreciate it out there. I I know you don't know who I am. But there's millions of people like me out there who follow your work who's who listen to you. And your example is what is going to help people stand up leading by example, showing people, you know, giving them something to mimic. Humans are pack animals. They mimic, they mirror, they emulate the leaders in front of them. So you keep leading, the people will be there. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me, just email me personally at info at jchristoff.com. I'll put you on my private email list and I'll send you things that uh, I can't share on social media and that will always have a mind control or brainwashing or behavior modification slant and you'll see videos and a lot of the emails that leave your jaw on the floor it's entertaining and educational all at the same time there you go
0: thanks gentlemen thanks for your time that was great great wrap up as well i hope to have you back thank you (laughs) thanks guys take care i'll have the podcast and video out later today thank you i'll share it with you okay cheers take care